When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TFA fam, how do you do? How are you? Hope all is well. It is Cody Kutzer and Kevin Still coming at you for the week 10 buys and sells for the Fantasy Authority. You can find me on Twitter at CKutzerFF. You can find Kev on Twitter at FantasyRat13. Before we dive into this, make sure you are subscribed on whatever pl- podcast platform you're listening on. If you're checking out checking us out on YouTube for the first time, Please be sure to slam that subscribe button. Uh, we we really do appreciate it. I know we say it all the time. It sounds like a, a broken record, but it's uh, it really has been awesome getting to engage with a lot of you, and we we truly truly do appreciate it. So we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, you know, as we get inch closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs, which is mind boggling, uh, crazy that, that, that we're already at this point. So Kev. Why don't you lead us off, man? Uh, I'll give you the floor first. Who is uh, who's a buy for you in week ten that you want to talk about? All right, for me to start off, it's pretty easy. Uh, you know, the, the, these two guys are obviously on the same team, um, and that is Jared Goff and Robert Woods. And I think I could even put in Cooper Cup into this. Um, you know, the last time we saw the Rams, they did not look very good against the Dolphins. They were on bye this past week. But I do think there's a lot to like here with this Rams offense, at least to close out the season. You know, over the over the next seven weeks, they get the Seahawks, which is a fantastic matchup. The Bucks is probably the one matchup that you probably, you know, that don't love. But other than that, you have they play the 49ers, which doesn't really scare me all that much. You have the Cardinals, the Patriots, which we just saw Joe Flacco torch that defense. So I damn sure ain't worried about what they have to um, what what they're offering, and then they play the Jets, and then the Seahawks again, uh, fantasy championship day. So they have a terrific schedule going forward. So I, there's a lot to like here between the both of them. If you look at Jared Goff, you know I, he hasn't you know been a world beater, but he certainly hasn't killed you either. He does have 13 passing touchdowns, 2100 passing yards, which is 11th in the league. So I, I do think, and this is an offense that uh, you know they're not throwing the ball a ton. There's 20th in pass plays per game. But their, their upcoming schedule is really what why I wouldn't mind buying him. Or if he's available, which he's probably available in quite a few waiver waiver wires. Um, somebody I wouldn't mind adding and, and you know really running with over the next couple of weeks, at least you know to close out the season, depending on who you may have. So the other one is Robert Woods. Absolutely love Robert Woods and Cooper Cup for that matter. You know, this one one thing I like about both these guys, you're not really worried about where the targets are coming from because these dudes are both going to be pepper targets. So Robert Woods, you know, and he's also, you know, picking up yards on the ground, but he's 17th in receptions. Uh, he has 435 uh, receiving yards, six touchdowns on the season. He's averaging about 15.4 fantasy points per game, 22nd in fantasy points per game. So there's a lot to like there. So I do like Robert Woods and what he's going to provide over the over the next uh, over the upcoming weeks. He has the seventh easiest schedule remaining uh, among wide receivers as well. So I do like him. And Cooper Cup, same thing. Uh, just both of them have terrific matchups, and I don't think it's going to take a ton to acquire him. Uh, I think most people probably uh, are a little bit down on them because they've kind of been a little inconsistent this year. But I love uh, Robert Woods and Jared Goff and even Cooper Cup if you can acquire them. 
I, I just like this Rams offense as a whole. I just think their schedule moving forward is is pretty ap- or is, is pretty appealing outside of the Bucks week. Uh, I'm going to jump into my first one, my first buy for the week, and that is one Allen Robinson. Now he's quietly wide receiver nine, I believe, in PPR scoring, but he's 17th in points per game. So he's kind of been a little bit up and down. He's someone else who's kind of been a little disappointing too. He had a stretch uh, a few weeks ago where he was hitting like 19 points or more in three straight weeks. And it seems like the past couple of weeks he's he's gotten there at du- double digit points, but it's been like in garbage time. Like it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been pretty. You're kind of sitting there through the third quarter and you're looking and he has like five or six points and he like finally gets there through the through the first through the fourth quarter. But the thing I really like about him going forward, he's obviously seeing a, a large target share in that on that offense. And the Bears have the easiest passing schedule the rest of the way per sharp football stats. And it's easy to see why. This is who they have coming up. The Vikings, fine by that. Packers, fine by that. Lions, Texans, the Vikings again. And then they finish off with the Jags in uh, week 16, which – should be the end of your fantasy season, not week 17. So like I said, it's it's not always pretty with A-Rob, but you can basically lock in double-digit fantasy points week in, week out, like clockwork. It doesn't matter if he's getting there with garbage time or not. He's still going to get you there. And like I said, with uh, I mean, we had him as a, as a top five fantasy wide receiver going into the season. And I know there were a lot of people who uh, who, who felt the, the same way that we did. So you probably spent third round capital on him, and he just, like I say, just kind of been one of those players this year that just like he's putting the points up. Like I said, ninth in PPR scoring, but seventeenth in points per game. So I still, I still think you can go out and you can get him at a, at a lesser cost than what he should be providing you the rest of the way. Well, I mean, speaking of the Bears, um, I, I think David Montgomery. I kind of said it last week, but I'll say it again. I know he's coming off a concussion. But the dude's schedule, I mean, like you just mentioned, is and their their rushing schedule is also fantastic uh, the rest of the season. So, you know, we'll see how, you know, if and when they bring Lamar Miller in here and, you know, if he's able to get cleared from this concussion this week. But, I mean, it, it's hard to ignore a guy who is ninth in opportunity share, seventh in carry, sixth in targets, fourth in weighted opportunities. You know, I mean, there's just a lot to like here. I mean, 13th in rushing yards, ninth in receiving yards, fifth in receptions. And I think for most people that when they look at David Montgomery, you know, where he's he's 26th in fantasy points per game, people aren't going to be excited about rostering him. And I think you could easily obtain him. So with this upcoming schedule, it's hard to ignore. It's going to be really hard for him to be a complete bust, uh, you know, even closing out. And I think he provides nice depth. Maybe he's not somebody, I don't think he's like a league winning type upside, but I think that you can get enough from him that you know in a pinch if something happens and let's be honest 2020 has been a has been a real bitch okay like with with injuries and just and navigating those waters i think people can really use some running back depth whether you i mean really whether you're a team that is eight and one or you know six seven and two or even if you're four and five you know i think david montgomery provides a nice depth and um, I think he's just a nice piece, and it's really not going to take a whole lot to get him. And uh, we'll talk about a couple of sells that I have that I think that I would sell the, these players for David Montgomery. Yeah, you were you were mentioning some of the the opportunity numbers for David Montgomery. I will kind of play off of that, and I'm going to talk about someone who, again, ha- has been a little a little disappointing, and that is Josh Jacobs. Now, Jacobs was being touted as a you know a top three or top five running back heading into the season. 
But outside of his week one game where he had the three touchdowns against Carolina, uh, he's like I said, he's been disappointing. And one of the things that a lot of us bought into, whether it was the coach speak in the offseason or looking at his skill set and how he was using Alabama was his pass catching. And he's, you know, and being more involved in, in the in the passing game. And that hasn't panned out either. So all this sounds negative, but here is why I am buying Josh Jacobs, if if you can. He's still eighth in opportunity share among running backs. He's second in carries. He's third in red zone touches. He's second in evaded tackles, fourth in yards created. So there's still a lot to like here with Josh Jacobs' profile. And I, I think with all those things, like especially with the – uh, with with the touches and the red zone touches, that still su- that suggests that there's going to be positive touchdown regression coming. Uh, I I know that the Raiders have a more difficult passing schedule than they do running over over the uh, the remainder of the season. So I think Jacobs is somebody that you should be able to go out and get. Not not relatively easy, but you know if if you're if you're talking to someone because he was you know let's not forget he was a a second you know beginning of the second round pick during the during draft season. So if you can find someone who's frustrated like uh you know like I was talking about Allen Robinson, I think Josh Jacobs is someone that you should be kicking the tires on. Yeah, that's the only thing that would worry me with Josh Jacobs is the remaining schedule. I think they have like the eighth hardest uh, remaining schedule for running backs. That would probably be the only thing that really um concerned me with him. I mean that's kind of what's hurt him all year. I mean they've had a pretty brutal schedule in terms of, you know, um being able to run the football because I mean this week they get the the Broncos, which is not a good matchup for running backs, and the Chiefs, which is a good matchup, the Falcons, which is a good matchup. The Jets, I mean the Jets have, have actually been pretty good against the run um this year. It's one thing that they've actually been done really well. They've been a pass funnel, um, terrible against the pass, but really good against the run. And then they get the Colts, the Chargers. And the Dolphins to close out the season. So, you know, I think uh, it, that's the only part of, of the equation, I guess, that I, I would be a little bit nervous about. But like you mentioned, you know, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to acquire him either because he hasn't been like just lighting it up, right? Really, since week one. I mean, he's had some decent, you know, weeks, but other than that, like he hasn't really been smashing. So, you know, where, where you're getting all that production from. So, you know, I, I don't hate that either. I wouldn't be paying what what it would have cost you know, week two or three to, uh, to to trade for him. If you can get him at a slight discount, that's what I'm going to be most interested. Yeah, I think you probably can. Uh, it's going to depend on, you know, um, what you have to offer. But if you're really looking for a running back, I don't hate Josh Jacobs. Um, so for me, another wide receiver that I really like is is Tyler Lockett. So if you look at Tyler Lockett this year, he started off, you know, pretty hot, right? 17 fantasy points, 19, 37 and then he fell off 5.9, 8.4. Then he had the monster week against Arizona where he scored 53. And then 7.3 and 8. And then 8 uh, last week against Buffalo. So he's been really streaky this year. But um, I think if you can acquire him, I, th- I think I would li- I still like that. Because if you look at a lot of his other numbers, I mean, he, he's still right up there at all the metrics that you're, lo- that you're looking for. Uh, he's 11th in target share with 25.7% of the targets, 11th, uh, 11th in total targets. He's number he's he's number one in route participation. He is tenth in routes run. Uh, the 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 Seahawks are still throwing it um, thirty nine point three times per game, which is eighth in the league. Uh, he's seeing a lot of slot uh, slots slot snaps. <laughs> he's tenth in the league in that. He is uh, fourth and uh, fourth in red zone targets as well. 
653 air yards, which is seventh, was 17th in the league. He's What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, eighth in receptions, 12th in receiving yards. And then he has seven touchdowns, which is second in the league. And he's actually, you know, 21.2 fantasy points per game, which is second. Now, I've, I've, if you took out that 50-burger, uh, you know, at least in terms of the fantasy points per game, is going to drop significantly because that, you know, is a lot of his production in that one week. But uh, I still think there's a lot to like here in Tyler Lockett's profile. And I think you're going to be able to acquire him pretty uh, relatively cheap to, compared to what he should be. If you look at their upcoming schedule, it's not fantastic. But it's not killer either. So I mean, they get the Rams, which he should be. You know, if Jalen Ramsey's back, he, DK Metcalf is certainly going to be the guy who's going to be seeing him. So I think on the, you know, I think he's going to be uh, somebody who I think it gets targeted a lot more because he is not going to be seeing that coverage from Jalen Ramsey, and then gets the Cardinals, which you know we've seen already. Um, what, what he can do there, and then you get the the Eagles, which is another another offense you can throw on the Giants, the Jets. Nothing you're worried about. Washington, which is much more of a you know a, a pass funnel defense as well, and then you close out the year with the, the Rams. So really like the upcoming schedule as well. So I like Tyler Lockett uh, quite a bit as somebody I think that you can uh, buy low on right now, and I think that that can really pay off coming down the stretch here. And then lastly, I just want to talk really quick about um, some 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 handcuff backs that I think people should be looking to acquire as well that probably aren't available on waiver wires. Cause this is kind of that point now where I would be trying to solidify my bench and, you know, set myself up for the playoffs, especially if you're a team that's eight and one, seven and two, that you can t- kind of take some risk here, but guys like Latavius Murray, because if something happens to Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, we saw it last year. We had those back-to-back 30 fantasy point production games. He would do the same thing this year. Uh, for the Saints in this offense, he would he would be the bell cow running back there for the Saints. So I like Latavius Murray a lot. If he's available on your waiver wire, I think he's owned in like sixty some percent of leagues. Um, but if he is available on waiver wire, I would be snatching him up. If he is, uh, if he's not, these are the type of guys I'd be looking to trade for some depth pieces because Latavius Murray gets run anyways. I mean, it's not enough that you're going to want to start him on a weekly basis. But uh, like I said, if anything happens to Kamara. He would be a smash play. I think guys like Le'Veon Bell can be acquired at, at, at RB4 prices. I like him quite a bit. You know, I'm just looking at these offenses that are super explosive. If anything were to happen to the starter, I think these guys would be would be borderline RB1s, if not high-end RB2s. So, and, and it's not going to cost you anything. Instead of trying to go out and acquire a high-end running back, like getting some of these guys that can provide depth in case something happens. That way you don't have to play the waiver wire and everything else to try to figure this out and try to, you know, use your number one waiver priority, or maybe you've already used your fab budget for the year. So these are the guys that I think that I would be trying to acquire. To piggyback off that again, uh, 
someone who I have written down as a, as another cheap buy. And if you played him in week nine, you might have already dropped him off your roster anyway because of just the 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 amount of full on tilt that this guy caused, and that is Justin Jackson. Now I know don't don't throw your tomatoes just yet. Hear me out. We here at the Fantasy Authority were all over him last week. Kev, you talked about him. Ryan talked about him. I think in his DFS video, I talked about him in the uh, in the prop video. Everything set up perfectly. Smash spot, all that. You know, he, he obviously was super dominant because everybody was on him, right? And let's uh let me see here. Let me check my notes. He had three snaps, no carries. <laughs> Just the the amount of I like I, I didn't see that he, he was questionable to return. I threw the game on. I who the hell why the hell is Kalen Balage getting the ball? And then I went, you know, scrambled, checking Twitter. He was questionable to return. Either got hurt on, like, the first play or in warm-ups or something. Like, I, I didn't even fully dive into it because I myself was helping to tilt the earth off of its axis. But right now, because of that, that is the perfect time to go after somebody like Justin Jackson because uh, wh- whoever played him last week, whoever owned him, probably played him because of how how well everything set up. But, you know, he, he was definitely playing better than Joshua Kelly. Kalen Balaj has actually already been demoted back to the practice squad. So even though uh, Jackson was, you know, only got those three snaps, we have to assume that it's it's not a it's not a significant injury, or obviously the the Chargers wouldn't have demoted Balaj already after he showed fairly well last week. So like you were talking about with like kind of like wanting to get your bench together, like you can't we can't always go after wide receiver ones and running back ones. Like you're, you're just not going to have the ammo on your team to go after players like that. So going after, you know, Justin Jackson's and Latavius Murray's that way, if injuries do occur or to get you through bye weeks to get you into the playoffs, or if these guys, you know, we've seen, you know, lesser value players just go on runs at the end of the season. That's what's really going to help you get through, you know, the, the fantasy playoffs and get you to the, uh, to the, to the ship. So, Let's go ahead and turn our attention to cells for week 10. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with the uh, with the TFA fam here. I don't really have anybody. I was looking for someone to talk about with the cell. I was like, well, I could put some shit together, but you know, we're, we're going to be fully transparent here. I don't I don't want to just throw, you know, talk about and bullshit my way through some cells that like I don't feel like super strongly about. I was looking at possibly like a Julio Jones, but he's on a bye week, so the only person you're really going to sell them to is someone who's like eight and one, seven and two, and just has the luxury of kind of holding off and being able to sit on him for, you know, for th- through his bye week. So, Kev, I'm just going to give you the floor, man. I'm going to let you wax poetic and uh, tell the people who you are looking at selling in week 10. Yeah, it starts out for me with Zach Moss. Um, you know, I like, I mean, Zach Moss has, has played well, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. Week seven against the Jets, he had 10.2, which is anything to, you know, be excited about. But week eight, he had 20 fantasy points where he had 14 carries uh, for 81 yards and two touchdowns. And then last week against Seattle, he had nine carries for 48 yards and a touchdown, 12.8 fantasy points. Um, he's been at least an RB2 in each of the last two weeks. He has outperformed and outplayed 
Devin Singletary. You know, last week the the Bills really didn't have to throw the ball that much or run the ball that much. They threw the ball quite a bit. So, but Zach Moss is somebody that I think people are going to be trying to roster, and I actually think that he's a pretty smart sell. In my opinion, I think try to sell a little bit high here on what he's done in the last couple of weeks, especially with all the people looking for running backs. Because if you look at their upcoming schedule, they get the Cardinals this week, which is probably another matchup where they're going to be running the ball or uh, trying to throw the ball. Then they get the Chargers, which is not a good matchup for running backs. The 49ers have been really good against running backs. The Steelers, as we know, the Broncos. I mean, it, it is a murder's row of really bad matchup for running backs here. And so I think if you can sell Zach Moss at this point, I think this would be a really smart move. Uh, maybe you package with somebody else to try to acquire, you know, another running back or or, or what have you. But um, I just think I would definitely be trying to sell uh, sell high on Zach Moss here, mainly because of this upcoming schedule. Past him, I have uh, Todd Gurley. You know, I've talked about I think Todd Gurley before, but I'm going to talk about him again. His numbers are basically being propped up by his his total touchdowns. He has nine touchdowns on the year, which is second in the league. But he's still only 15th in fantasy points per game because he's not utilizing the passing. I mean, he only has 15 receptions on the year, which is 37th among all running backs. Uh, to only 22 targets, which is 31st. Like he's basically become like an in between the tackles grinder. They're just not using him in the passing game at all. And if that's the case, I mean, he's basically touchdown dependent. And I'm sorry, I, I just I just can't really mess with that. And they don't really have a great upcoming schedule either for running backs. So I think you sell high on Todd Gurley. Now you mentioned that if they're on buy, so that is tough. But um, maybe you know, maybe this is a move that you you look at and you put in the back of your pocket. And next week, as soon as you know everything's moving forward, you move Todd Gurley because he he's played. His numbers do not support of where he should be. Um, basically, his all of his numbers become he is first in the league in red zone touches with forty two and nine total touchdowns. But the rest of the numbers there are pointing in the opposite direction of you should be looking to sell because he's completely touchdown dependent. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's not going to get you shit for points. So I, I just wouldn't want to mess with that. I, I feel like you're going to be looking in the fantasy playoffs where he, he gives you uh, some really bad uh, you know weeks. So I don't know. I, I just I just would prefer to sell Todd Gurley at this point, see what you can get for him. You know, unless you can just can't get anything for him, you hold. But other than that, I, I'm selling Todd Gurley. And then I have Curtis Samuel. Now, Curtis, this is a definite sell high. Uh, Curtis Samuel, the last three weeks, is like crushed. You know, week seven, he put up 17.3. And then week eight, he put up 20.7. And then last week against the Chiefs, he dropped 26.8 fantasy points. However, if you look at the, if you look, if you look at all his, his totality of his numbers, I mean, he's 89th in air yards on the year. Okay. Like, not good. He is only has a 15% target share, which is 65th in the league, 59th in targets. He's only running a route on 76% of his um out of his snaps. He's 62nd in routes run. Like there's a lots of like now. I know he's been trending up more, he's being utilized more lately than he has over in the year, so that's gonna affect some of the numbers. But Regardless of that, he's not. This is not sustainable production for Curtis Samuel. Okay, so this is an, the easiest sell high as you possibly can. You know, you move Curtis Samuel as he's at the peak of his value, and this is fantasy one hundred and one. So I would move Curtis Samuel for you know for what what you can get for him. I think you could probably probably acquire a decent wide receiver three for the production that he's been putting up the last couple of weeks. People are going to overpay for what he's done, and I think that's a mistake. So I would sell uh, Curtis Samuel as fast as I possibly can. We're going to wrap things up, guys. Appreciate you joining in. If you're listening to this or watching this on Wednesday morning 
or Wednesday afternoon. We will be going live on Wednesday night talking about start sets, trades, waivers, answering all your questions. And if you miss out on Wednesday, we uh, we always go live on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. So we will be around to answer your questions then as well. So until uh, until Wednesday night, Sunday, whenever you catch us, or you can always reach out to us on Twitter. You can find the TFA account on Twitter at FF underscore authority. We will talk to you guys then. Say ya! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.